How long gone? We're here, beautiful Thursday in Los Angeles. Once again, our scheduled guest doesn't know how to use uh, Google Calendar, um, <laughs> but we have made it, and Jason, Jason and I are here to deliver yet another action-packed episode of this podcast. Isn't that right, Jason? That's right. It is unfortunate that our special guest, Emma, declined the iCal <laughs> invite today. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Emma, if you're listening, we know you are and we love you so much. We're just having We're a kidding. fun time. You cancel on us day of, you're going to get a little spurs into the back of your haunches. That's just the way the rodeo goes. Uh, but yeah, we're here. Jason and I have, have uh, recovered from a big night out in beautiful Beverly Hills. You guys have heard of it probably. Uh, it's a, it's a <sighs> oh, yeah. kind of a high net worth individual neighborhood. Great cactus garden over there. Beautiful cactus garden. You may have seen Rodeo Drive. It's a place uh, that's kind of, there's, there's uh, the wonderful and aesthetically pleasing combo of high-end retail stores and e-scooters. Um, kind of combine <laughs> for a beautiful vista over there. As well as our friends from the Saudi Arabian area. That's right. Of course. Yeah, of course. There's people spending money. There's Chanel. There's Hermes. There's Chris and Jason. Someone's got to buy those ugly ass Celine sneakers, right? Don't talk about Tim like that. So we went to <laughs> last night. Not those ones. Last night, uh, our our dear friends, uh, Uncle Paulie and Al Wilmot uh, took Jason and I to a new hot spot in Beverly Hills called Le Dolce Vita. Um, as you can imagine, they serve Italian food. <laughs> you know, I it's a it's a very small room. It's bustling. It's packed. We saw a lot of people we knew actually. Um, mm -hmm. I the the only thing I was stunned by was the fact that when I walked in off the off the sunny side of Santa Monica Boulevard, it was it was so dark in this fucking restaurant that I almost you know kind of shoulder checked the hostess <laughs> because I, I couldn't I couldn't find my bearings right you know? cavernous uh, felt like I was in the movie Casino. So we're in the restaurant waiting for our table. We're we're bellied up to the bar. The fellows are are sipping on their their martinis mm -hmm. and shit. Hey, let me get a Gibson. Yeah, uh, as, as cold as I, as cold as my wife's pussy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's that, it's that kind of vibe. And then, so you know, we're sitting there, you know, checking out. There's, there's because of its location, and it was at, at this, this space on on Santa Monica was, I, I believe, it was an Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills, like years ago. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd is half cool guys we know, and half people that are knocking on death's door. Yeah. Um. You know they're they're sitting at the table for three hours. Their veal parm is getting cold, but they're not budging. Um, <laughs> they're not budging because they're kind of afraid and they don't know where the exits are. Exactly. Yeah. If they if they get up in a room that dark, they might not make it out. Which, which I th which I think is a byproduct of you know just being in a, a fancy expensive restaurant in Beverly Hills. Like nowadays, totally. with the destruction of the middle class of podcasters, old motherfuckers <laughs> are the only people who can afford to do this kind of stuff. They're the only people that can eat out now. These Old like twenty dollar valet. That's my that's my entire meal prep budget for when my forever wife goes out of town. <laughs> <laughs> so we're unless of course you use Factor meals. Oh, yeah, of great, course, yeah. great. Those guys are great. Right, pop I, them in the microwave. Two minutes. They're idiot proof. Uh, can you still say idiot in this country? I, I think that's a that's a great question. I so we're at the bar. These guys are these guys are having their cocktails. I'm and I see we see a woman get get wheeled in that is that is very old like mask on wheeled in and i'm like oh that's that's <laughs> mask on <laughs> i'm like i'm glad that she's coming out to get some you know some pasta tonight good on her it's like Granny's um you, you when you're watching K 
UK keeping up with the Kardashians and they wheel out uh, Chris's, Chris's mom. Chris's and you're like, mom. this bitch exactly. still alive? Yeah. God well, damn. And she's still kind of kicking. She's a de- she's still a debutante. She still has all of her Chanel and her pearls on and everything. But yeah, you know, yeah. She got Chanel depends on under there too. Well, that's because well, Chris is probably paying a scientist to keep her alive. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got her hooked on Fent too. But the, <laughs> it feels <laughs> being so good. old never but, felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this woman walks in. I'm like, okay, yeah, this this fits with the, with the vibe in here. Mm-hmm. And then Checks then out. I see then I see a little dog on the floor of the of this. It, it, it wasn't that little. I would I would. As a fellow pupperino pup dada, I would say she could be uh, giving middle middle sized dog. Middle sized dog. A, it could have been. It could be considered a mid sized dog. It's a mid sized <laughs> duv, and the <laughs> the dog. I'm like, what the fuck is there a dog doing in this restaurant? This place is this costs too much money for a dog mm. to be here. And, and this is this is not like a little chihuahua in the in the Hermes bag. This is. You know, twenty pounder on a leash, jangling around at you know a very dark, sexy, fancy restaurant. And I look up to see the look that Chris gave <laughs> on it. The look on Chris's face when this dog presented himself after you were already like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, we're waiting for a table. It's kind of taking a little long. This place is jumping, and then a dog walks in, gets thrown on top of it. The look on your face was a real gas face i'm losing my mind my table side caesar hasn't touched my growling tummy so i'm obviously a little irritable yeah and, and we can't uh we can't calm you down with with comped cocktails from the bar my man blake can't whip up something to kind of sh- shut you down no. you're you're drinking water and you're not liking it no i'm white knuckling through this situation but then i see who the dog owner is jason the look on your your face you <laughs> fixed your face real quick when the, i fixed my the- face up real quick yeah, <laughs> when, I, you, when I, you saw who was driving this i think you know when you live in this leash when you live in new york and la you know you see you see famous people you see semi hayes at community goods you know what i'm saying you oh, see the action is a mile a minute you see you know you can see it any actor from any show on on you know jacob on, alordi leaving a thai massage parlor yeah, the, yeah. anything is possible anything in this is, town anything is possible but last night i saw an actual icon someone who's actually touched our lives jason and that is the music man himself the architect clive davis yeah I thought you were going to say no ID. Uh, no, no, no ID is only the architect of the new Killer Mike album, but that's that's a whole other podcast. Which people are saying is good. I mean, we can get into that. So, I mean, I'll never know. I'll never find out, but sorry, I digress. You guys know Clive Davis. He's responsible for literally everything that is good. Um, most notably, I in my life, Whitney Houston. I'm a big Whitney Houston guy. Um, and uh, But he, he looked... Look, it was... <laughs> I don't think he was the one holding the dog leash. I feel like his handler might have been holding the dog leash because Clive was looking weekend at Bernie's mode. Yeah, Clive. Clive's mom had a couple handlers, and and Clive himself also had a couple handlers. Also, Clive's handlers were a little more on the the strapping, uh, you know, kind of hot zaddy kind of vibe. It was a hot. It was a hot pool boy thing. But I, I honestly was. I I don't get starstruck very often, and mm-hmm. Clive Davis at La Dolce Vita on a Wednesday night, I was like, damn, this is what it's all about, baby. This is what Hollywood, this is why we do it. This is why we move from these small towns with our big dreams is so that we can see, we can see Clive Davis limp to his, his big booth 
and enjoy an Italian meal. Mm-hmm. And this man has been responsible for so much happiness in my life that I just wanted to give him a shout out, Jason. I know he's listening. Clive Davis, known for uh, being the, the guy who ran Columbia CBS Records forever for you know decades and decades. The guy, the guy did it all. And you know, most importantly to Chris and I, brought us the gift of Whitney Houston. Mm. She was on the Titanic soundtrack. You, have you seen that movie Titanic? Uh, proudly never seen that. Actually, that's not a joke. Neither have I. Neither have I. We already know Damn, what's going to happen. That's gang, bro. That's that's why we do this shit, bro. That's why we that's why we found each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I just yeah I found it to be it was such a stunning it was such a stunning celebrity sighting after so many duds over the years. You yeah. Know. You you probably had a lot of things on your bingo card last night, didn't you, Chris? God, I, you know my bingo card is Mr. All, Davis was not on there. I'm you, predicting. You know my bingo card is fucking crazy uh but yeah it was it was fun i didn't get home but we were out too late bro i I like got home i felt i had to wake up at 6 a.m this morning honey to run because i had a busy busy day but i need to discuss some other problems that have been going on in my life just quickly Mm -hmm. and this better not be landscaping related because i also have have some of my own no it's a big problem and i know this is like some white people la problems but yesterday my internet uh, went out, which obviously you guys listen to this podcast, you know that's I'm I'm basically on life support if I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, white people do have the internet, and I was freaking out. But then I had to I had to leave. I had a a lunch with my new friend Alyssa, who has an amazing brand called High Sport. Then I had to go meet uh, Georgie from our wonderful PR team at Purple at Community Goods. Mm-hmm. So I had a big afternoon. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna have a nice LA afternoon. The top is down. I'm seeing friends. This is a nice day. Things are good. Mm-hmm. I just assume that God will place his hand on my modem and router. And, yeah. the, and, and, like, and like every other day when this happens, just give it a couple hours and it'll all exactly, kind of work exactly. itself out as it always does, right? It always does. The spectrum always corrects itself. But I I, I go, I get back. Jason's coming over because we're, we're working on something before before dinner. And the wi- We're deep in the Google Doc. The Wi-Fi still doesn't work. And I'm like, okay. I got it. look, Jason. I can do this. I can tether. It's all. It's all gravy. I was pushing offline mode on Google Docs. He said no. I tether. I'd only tether. So we we go to dinner. I come back. Wi-Fi still doesn't work. I'm like, okay. I call Spectrum. I set up an appointment, and the guy comes this morning. It's actually it was it was beautiful. I went for my run. I stopped at Erwan to get my alkaline 88 gallon. Mm-hmm. As I was walking back to the house. He calls me, sir, I'm at your house. I said, big dog, I'm just one block away. I'll see you shortly. I let him into the residence. He, I direct him to the backyard where the cords are amassed. Where the magic he happens. Proceeds, he proceeds to dig into some shrubbery and pull out a spliced internet cable. And this was done by my gardener yesterday who had slashed it with a machine <laughs> not you calling it a machine <laughs> a machine and and then jason this trigger so this was a weed whacker a hedge trimmer or something like that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a gas powered hedge trimmer i i, I try oh i try not to get involved with what those guys are doing out there but i take a, a peek you know every once in a while not gas powered the the thing that it reminded me of and the trauma that it triggered was that at our apartment in New York, when the uh, uh, when um, the shelving was being put in, the internet stopped working, and I was so baffled. I was like, "I just had this shit put in. What the fuck is going on?" Guess what had happened, Jason? I'm, I'm going to assume something was someone was in the walls drilling something, and we struck gold. But the bad kind, the cord 
was cut there as well by an aggressive shove of shelving up against the wall. See? So I've had two cords cut in the last three or four months, and I'm starting to think this is kind of like, this is bad, At, at first I was joking, you know, is this foul play, LOL, he he, but now I'm starting to be like, wait a minute, is it foul play? Is, is something going on here? Are the internet gods trying to get you back, or is somebody from one of the subreddits exacting physical revenge on you <laughs> i mean i'm because they know that that is your lifeline that is your achilles heel if you take away this man's web i have nothing left yeah so i don't i'm back online obviously we're recording the show uh and i'm i'm fine but i want you to know that it's been a tough like last night at dinner i put on a brave face uh-huh. I, I smiled at clive like i'm gonna i'm gonna obviously like push through but it wasn't I, I my mind was elsewhere let's put it that way okay well uh, first of all i think your communication has been dope through all of this and thank you bro um i'm here for you and hopefully it works <laughs> out i had one follow-up question when yeah, the guy, sure, of when the guy was in the shrubs and he pulled out that cut cord did he do something like this well i think i found the problem <laughs> <laughs> actually Kind of, but he also, I was like, bro, does this happen all the time? And he was like, all the fucking time. <laughs> like <laughs> he was, he was pretty, he was actually as, as many spectrum guys I've dealt with over the years. Uh, obviously some have a better attitudes than others in a shocking revelation. The New York spectrum guys are complete dickheads and the LA guys was, you know, it was like kind of like a funny, like doofus vibe. Another day in Hollywood, man. It's crazy. It's like this every day. Exactly. And also just to clear things up, when we say, when Chris is talking about New York guys, New York Spectrum guys versus LA Spectrum guys, he's talking about Spectrum, (laughs) the cable and uh, internet provider, not people who could have a dusting of autism. Yes, that's yeah. I, thank you for clearing that up because it's those are both dude. New York City Spectrum boys. There's yeah. just something about them. I can't wait for that No Lita Dirtbag post to drop. <laughs> um, but the yeah. So I'm yeah. He was nice. He was pro. We got to where we we needed to go. And, and thank you for kind of bearing with me during this difficult time and for not kind of pushing me to go offline mode last night because you could tell I was fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris said, handle with care. Yeah, handle me with care. Jenny Lewis voice. So okay. what happened to you? You you're saying you had a a a garden incident as well? How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. Yeah. Well, my the problem with me is my shrubs are dry because they're when we went out of town... Our, um, the the sprinkler system really oh, took a turn. Oh no! You know, oh, and no. and we we weren't getting any water. Luckily, all the rains you know kept things moist enough. Okay, thank you. But uh, you know, I like my lawn green, Chris. You know, I like I like it to exude a little excess. No, I I know you want the you want it not the club in Vegas. You want it bubbling over. I know. I I, I I'm glad that because that, that that you know we had a similar problem here when the something happened with the with the drip system uh and i you had a guy i hit jason for a sprinkler guy which is one of mm -hmm. the most humbling things i've ever had to do and i said run and tell that i have the guy and jason brian jason hit me back brian came through while i think this this happened while i was podcasting i didn't utter a word to this man mm -hmm. he came he came through i let him in the house the sprinklers fixed i banged the zell for 150 never saw the guy again it's perfect Mm -hmm. That's better than that's better than what you're going to do on Grinder. <laughs> that's perfect. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> seamless, seamless interaction. Seamless. I, interaction. I talked to Brian. He's like, "Yeah, you got to hit up the the sprinkler timer manufacturer." I got on the phone with them, and this guy like ran me through all these diagnostic tests. This is good podcasting stuff right here. This is what <laughs> happens when the literary community decides to cancel. Uh, you have to hear about this. And basically, the guy's like, "All right, do this, this, this. What does the display say?" And I was like. Uh, it says XYZ, and he's like, "Up oh, there, there it is." And he, and Perfect. Then Perfect. He goes, "Yeah, oh, that that that's the problem." But then the only solution was, "I'm going to give you a promo code, and you're going to buy a new one on the website right now, and just replace it." So they just replaced it, and then I I'm proud of myself for doing a full install of my sprinkler system Wi-Fi. Damn, bro, it's I'm all dialed in. I could water the lawn right now straight off my iPad. It's <laughs> <laughs> but i am a bitch bro you know how crazy i am i'm in the sauna i'm fucking lighting up the sprinkler system off my ipad my life is cra my life is a fucking movie out here in glendale <laughs> it's different is jason's different yeah um no i'm I, i'm i also wanted to talk about the upcoming cage match that we were discussing last night between two titans of industry okay refresh my memory on this one please 
Um, you you may know him as the founder of a uh, Tesla and SpaceX. Uh, I oh, yeah. I know him as the as the owner of Twitter.com and the and the loving father to his child with artist <laughs> Grimes. And then his his kind of opponent in the squared circle is uh, f- friend of the show, the Facebook creator, Meta creator, excuse me. Mark the Zuck Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. hailing from parts unknown. Hailing from both these guys are hailing from the depths of hell, <laughs> and they they have now because of I think because of Zuck's kind of promotion of his new sober guy BJJ experiment. Yeah, he's got he's got clapback pussy popping right now. E- Elon was like, "All right, bitch, let's square up," you know. And I don't know if Elon understands that he would unfortunately lose. But do you think it's like an ego battle between two nerds and maybe they would kill each other? Or do you think someone would actually win? I, I think Elon knows that this will never come to fruition. So he could okay. sort of send these, you know, virtual shots to his fitted <laughs> as much as he wants to, knowing is- that these are two, you know, they're not even humans. They're just like two like human brain stems uh, floating in like a glass yes, tube yes. and they just go, they're like they're not actual human people that are ever going to like fight each other let alone like a public well public well, one in in Vegas I or something I think that this the thing that we discussed a little bit last night maybe you had had too many martinis but I think that the I had one the coolest part I think okay uh I think that the coolest part <laughs> about 3 about this is, <laughs> is and you drove home is that um is is that uh this is this is I think Zuckerberg is cool again, and I don't want to I don't want to go out on a limb. I think Elon's gotten so bad. It, it took a guy as insufferable and dorky as Elon Musk to somehow, yeah, you know, juxtaposed against Zuckerberg is making Zuckerberg be like mm, he ain't half bad. It's like when you're in jail and you see some ugly guy and you're like I don't want to fuck him, but then you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess I know, guess this is. This what is kind of where we're at. I guess this in, is in comparison to yeah, the op- yeah. the op- the other options, yeah, the other options. So it's it's a strange it's a strange revelation. I think the tide will start turning um, in a larger way with with kind of general population. But I think Zuckerberg's BJJ kind of MMA vibe is is kind of working for him, and Elon's kind Elon peaking as like the enemy of all kind of all people, but definitely like you know the liberal online set mm-hmm. is it's it's really working for zuck and i hope zuck and his meta pr flunkies are going to capitalize on this and maybe you know maybe he he starts to appear a little more in in regular social settings yeah i i think um like you you mentioned the meta pr i'm sure they had a heavy hand in in this kind of rebranding and transformation of him because I, I think the, 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 he's a natural-born leader and uh, you know very successful, intelligent business person. Nobody argues that. But he's always been kind of a wormy, dorky, kind of weirdo, creepy guy. Yeah. And as a as a person who's a leader, he's like, all right, I need to become a person that these people, these regular normal people, look up to, and not just become another version of them, like Elon is trying to just become an everyman, like, LOL, I'm a troll. I, I, I make funny, like, weird jokes on the internet and play video games. I'm just like you. Mm. But it's so inauthentic because it, they're like, well, you're not just like us. You're fucking Elon Musk. You're the world's <laughs> richest person in the world. So you're not like us. And Zuckerberg's like, who do these fucking 
jabroni's like you know like uh conor mcgregor all right i'll just yeah become conor mcgregor yeah. it's 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 and they're like oh I, that, this guy is not me he's sicker than me i want him to be my leader now the idea of of kind of our, our the photo in our mind's eye of zuck being him like you know whipping some guy's ass on the circled square versus him doing the stand-up paddle boarding covered in sunscreen man came a long way he's come a long way and it's it's kind of beautiful to see so i just want to make it put it on record this how long gone we're teams up and i'm ready for the comeback and i don't care that you ruined many of my clients lives with pivoting to video i've forgiven you for that <laughs> and um i i just i want to kind of put that out there i don't care that you've radicalized every american family in the world with your with your <laughs> facebook <laughs> Now, yeah, an application that was designed first to look at I college forgot. chicks' titties. <laughs> I forgot that you. I forgot that you got Donald. And now Trump. my aunt watches Fox News all the time. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that you got Donald Trump elected president and made people think <laughs> that Hillary Clinton was eating children. But I, you know, I just think you look good in a gi. But, but you, you <laughs> fucked around and became a guy that. You know, you used to be like, oh, that he's a guy I could have a beer with. George, you know, George W. Bush. Yeah, you know he ain't the he ain't the brightest bulb in the in the pack, but I don't you know compared to all these other guys, I wouldn't mind having a brewski with him. He's probably in all right time. And Zuck was like, people don't drink beer anymore, and they're like, oh, he, I could have a an adaptogenic mushroom <laughs> coffee with that guy, and that's what he's become. I could do nootropics with him. He seems cool. He seems. He seems <laughs> I cool. could nootrope with him. He's like a regular kind of. I could see him at the indoor gym, the indoor rock climbing gym. I know. I love. I, I just the whole thing is is so funny to watch unfold because people were all of you fucking nerds were you guys thought e Elon was God. The way people treated this guy who came up with a fucking electric car was unhinged. It was unhinged. You guys were wearing SpaceX merchandise. <laughs> Think how crazy that is. You were wearing a SpaceX t-shirt. Like I just love this corporation so much. <laughs> it makes no it may I love the idea that this guy that looks like he's got a pumpkin for a head is going to send send a, a, a spaceship into the sky that that's what you want it makes it made it was baffling for so long and to watch people now be almost embarrassed to drive their tesla is one of the most tragic about faces we've ever seen as a as an american society well and, and it's also a good learning experience you know the the allegory or whatever you know the the metaphor of all this stuff and everyone you know two or three years ago facebook was just taking a giant shit pummeling and, and diving down in value and all this shit and everyone's like oh this is the end and and elon and, and tesla and elon just seemed absolutely untouchable and you know in two or three years it's a full flip-flop and 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 they're just you know zuck is quietly just like thank you for inventing instagram reels to take down tiktok <laughs> an american-made company to bring down the those commie yeah. bastard tiktokers that's, that's, that's TikTok. That's meanwhile what's mother. elon doing watching south park <laughs> yeah, definitely i just <laughs> and, and south park is a great show but it's like hey man you got better stuff to do i think that you guys all believing in a guy that looks like his head is made of play-doh was going to save <laughs> our society our crumbling society is going to be saved by a guy because he came up with a car that you could plug in instead of put gas in he you know he's he's a real kind of a he's an irl Dr dwight Schrute in so many ways you know what i mean no he's no he is giving he is giving big dwight my man this is this is the new tupac versus biggie for uh people who have this is for virgin. I, saw, I said that 
<laughs> for guys for guys with more than one laptop, this oh, is, this is Biggie. <laughs> no shots at the DJ community. But I think no, the, no so it's, I it's think Tupac the, versus Biggie for guys who have gaming chairs, maybe. That's that's true. I, I saw a, a, you know, and we should we should talk about we should do a little, you know, uh, fashion report. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Tupac, I saw your your boy Ruigi come out yeah. come out to all eyes on me Ruigi. and a bunch of crickets chirping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ruigi came out to do his bow at his Paris Week show to Tupac's All Eyes on Me, which is I would say um presumptuous it's a tad presumptuous yeah and it, it seemed a little quiet for him but i was turned you know because he's getting sued by his his one of his investors for apparently the returns not being where they thought he should be and it was like a you know he's spending his money on yachts and doing this whole thing and his response to that on twitter was my ops are broke basically <laughs> and i was like <laughs> damn i kind of fuck with this guy now because that's the most funny response possible for being sued in public um, mm -hmm. but then I saw him come out to all eyes on me and I'm back on uh team. No rude. Uh, so it was a quick, <laughs> it was a short lived. It was a short lived experiment for me, but we should talk about the, um, Pharrell's Vuitton in, uh, yeah. in beautiful Paris, uh, house of Vuitton, house of Vuitton. Um, and I think that people were equally ready to absolutely hate it and also love it and praise him because he's such a, you know, Pharrell's a, a beloved figure mm -hmm. um, in, that's been in most of our lives since we were, you know, young, you know, yeah, very he's, he, he For, you know, since the 90s, he was both like adorable and sexy at the same time. Mm -hmm. He was both like small and powerful, not unlike... Prince or something like that. Yeah, no, good point. Made very amazing, interesting, strange beats. Came from Virginia where nothing else happens and seemed to have sex with whoever he wanted. You know, he was a, a, a real enigma and, and most of all, compared to other fashion uh, designers or endorsers, he has real charisma. Like, he can talk. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, you know, I, I think this move was hotly debated because after after Virgil died, it was like, what the fuck are these guys going to do? You, you know what I mean? And then it was like, is mm -hmm. it Wales Bonner? Is it is it is it Martine Rose? Is it this? Is it that? And it was you know it was a whole thing. Is it Soldier Boy? And I think yes, <laughs> Soldier was definitely in the. He was on the not the long list, not the short list. Um, <laughs> but I I think that they chose someone that could sell clothes, which is smart because they are a for profit institution. Uh -huh. And I think that his his commercial leanings uh, will serve them well. Um, but the uh, yeah, I I obviously every fashion show I watch. I'll never wear any of the clothes because they're always pretty ridiculous, you know, in my personal opinion. Especially couture shows, right? Yeah, I mean, couture is art. This was, luckily, this was just regular, regular. Mm -hmm. But I think that the... This was ready to wear. This is ready to wear. I think it, <laughs> um, I, I think it overall was quite a success. And I think that there's going to be some hits in the collection, which is all that matters. Like, he did the kind of classic speedy bag that was made made very popular by mark jacobs and sofia coppola in these mm -hmm. these bright kind of electric colors which feels very him and very modern but also 
to succeed at this position, you have to sell a lot of bags and shoes, mm -hmm. which is something that sometimes these artists forget, Jason. You know what I'm saying? That's the real meat and the, the protein of their sales. That's the protein. That's the pro. That's the protein of the Erwan uh, veggie combo in this situation. <laughs> and I think that the uh, but I overall, I mean, look, do I want to do I want to see you know, push a T and Jay Z. I don't give a shit about that, but I also think that that is—it's all genius. Like having Jay Z play, having having uh, you know some familiar faces walk in the show. Whether it was like whether it's Pusha T or it's Stefano Pilati or it's you know Hugo from Awake or whatever. That's always a nice little move. Our boy Hank. Yeah, Hank, you know, when you see the homies in the walking, that's always a good feeling, but I think it will be really successful. And what I was most shocked by, Jason, is the fact that, like, I only I saw very, very little negativity around this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was the first thing that I noticed when I watched the video I was like, oh, this is the first time I've seen a fashion show where everyone is seemingly having a really good time smiling and just having fun versus like, being a weird, cunty, fashion observer, judgy, blah, 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 self-serious thing. This is just a, a, a group of people having a good time. And it was, that alone was really nice to see. No, I, 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 think that's, I think that's true. And I think that, like, the, I think that, f not that I am a historian by any means, but I think the, the era of Louis Vuitton that Pharrell uh, is referencing and maybe has a soft spot in his heart for is the, you know, kind of the, Steven Sprouse, like I said, Mark Jacobs, like that era. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that is probably the best peak and like the, the best point for him to look to. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I think he, I think he, you need a celebrity, you need to put Rihanna in the campaign, you need to do the whole thing. So I think it's, I, I think overall it was a big success. And I, I didn't even, you're, you're absolutely right. And you said that when we were talking about it in the group chat, that like people just look happy and they like it. And I, but I also think. I, ha I have some negative thoughts about that as well, though. In, in, because people are so brainwashed to love celebrities. Go ahead. Uh, in a way that it's sort of everyone admitting defeat that fashion is no longer about skill and technique and subtlety and craft and technical prowess and research and all this stuff and it's just about who's the most famous person boom done you know what i mean like it, it was sort of everyone is just tired of of sort of waging that war between like oh yeah i need a real serious designer with real technical ability versus like lol what if this you know random person who has no experience became the person who decided all the clothes that we're going to wear and, there, and it's just us giving in and being like, fuck it. We lost the war. Yeah, this it's is all celebrity shit now. We might as well, you know, make the best of it. Like if our submarine was at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, we're going to yeah, we're going to pull. We're going to jewel no matter what. Might as well get this dick out. <laughs> start doing something with it. I think that the I think that that is one one kind of line of thinking that I've seen is like, well, what are these? These people are going to Central St. Martin's. They're called geniuses. They're killing themselves for their art. Where are they going to work? Because we're giving the we're giving the job to the guy who made grinding. 
So <laughs> what are these people supposed to do? And it's like, I mean, I, I see that. Obviously, that's, they're, that's they're a They're supposed reasonable... to be hired by the guy who made Grindin. And then they get to walk out. That's and, what I was going to say. And it was really sweet that Pharrell made everyone wear white t-shirts and come out and and walk the runway with them. I thought that was really nice and refreshing to see as well. But that's the extent of what they're going to do with their with, with their career. But I I just think that the I think that everyone often forgets that um, no matter how we view something as consumers, uh, that it is uh, everything that we love is 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 almost always a for profit institution. You know mm-hmm. and. Uh, Louis Louis Vuitton hiring uh, someone who can't or or in their minds can't commercially succeed at this level would be detrimental to the bottom line, and that's kind of the decisions you have to make when you're running like a billion dollar yeah. multinational. Okay, yeah, I guess we need to look at it more as a team versus a singular thing, where you know a a, a basketball team might draft somebody because it's a good business move, not necessarily because they're the best they're the player. absolute best it's like we need we need a power forward this guy's gonna sell tickets we need money or else we go to business yeah, so yeah. we're gonna book this guy because he's like fun to watch and flashy even though yeah, he's like he might not be the best player there could have been somebody better for the job but this guy's going to serve the purpose we need him to serve is is what is yeah. what that but unfortunately it's becoming more and more the only purpose that we need to serve is making money because it's really hard to make money nowadays so everything else is sort of left by the wayside no it's 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 not the best outcome but i think that this overall was a a bright spot uh and and i saw like i said i saw some negativity you know a little negativity online of course but like that's what online is for but most people were shocked that it wasn't coming from you I don't, but because I think this, I think this did what it was supposed to do. I mean, again, it's like I agree. I just don't. I don't like. I have a hard time because I'm always like, damn, people really love to like talk about this shit in a way that's like, you know, that this you can't wear any of these clothes either, you little bitch. Like this, these clothes can only be worn. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, it'll get distilled down and it'll be made for consumers. And these are blah blah blah. I know how the fucking game works, mm-hmm. but it's tough for me to get a fucking. People are gonna buy the bags and the sunglasses, and they're not gonna buy the seven thousand dollar like weird leather trench coat. Yeah, the the Peli Peli like Louis Vuitton that that clips walk down the the the, the runway in is. is is, is gonna they're it's gonna sell to somebody but those somebody's ain't people we know um and that's the that's the bottom yeah. line but but then i look at like and not to go full fashion freak but the row the new the the new collection from the row the new men's collection from the row is probably the most the coolest and most wearable thing they've ever made where when i look at that i'm like oh i can actually wear these clothes like it's it's nice i haven't seen it yet it's amazing. It's like nice versions and obviously it's expensive. Like don't get me wrong, but it's like nice versions, great colors, great cuts, great silhouettes of stuff that I already own and feel comfortable in, which is like I think maybe how men shop a little more than women, but that that's the way I look at that, you know. So maybe I'm not the right audience all the time. No, I mean, I'm sorry, I just looked up the row right now. Spring 24 menswear right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean as a wearer of the row i love it and i can't wait until it goes on clearance sale so i could buy it (laughs) (laughs) no but but that's just like all the i mean that's what everyone does unless you're like uh, a self-obsessed fashion freak and you live in squalor so you could afford balenciaga shoes or whatever 
it's just going to either be a it's going to be a clearance rack item for 99% of the people. And some of I mean the and the biggest part about the ready to wear for me is like what's that phrase the 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 equation of like how many wears you get out of a garment cost per wear cost per wear. yeah the cost per wear is such that's like the hugest part of the ready to wear for me because there's so many amazing pieces where you're like damn this is so sick i could put together the best look of all time for this and never wear it another time yeah that's you can the, only wear it once to your cool special thing and get your one photo and you're done and then it's done and you're done no that's i mean that is the issue but i think i think yeah i mean i don't know that's that's the 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 difference of these two things I, I i guess that like i don't the aspiration for me is is different uh than like i don't know i don't know i i thought about it a lot but i i, I just like what does it say about me that i only get excited about clothes that i like feel like i already have <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like oh, right, right, i already right. have all of this stuff in a either cheaper version or like a different color or a different kind of fit you know what i mean it's like that's all i get a chub for i'm not getting well, i mean chub. you know you know what you like you're sure you're kind of a uniform dresser and and trends don't easily sway you i think that's good and it's also you get excited because we sift through you know thousands and thousands of clothing items online every single day week year whatever and when you do find something that's really perfect for you, it's it's kind of special and crazy. And if it sometimes that thing is a, a, a shirt that you already have eleven <laughs> versions of already, but like, oh, here's something that I like. I like it because I already have eleven of them. But also, I need to buy another one. Yeah. Well, the big another big thing that happened this week in the fashion universe is that that Jonah did like a Blackbird spy plane deep dive on like essence and its effect on like independent stores and independent brands and the way they do business. Which mm -hmm. like we don't like. I'm not going to summarize it here. But if you're interested in that and you didn't somehow see that, go read it because it kind of explains a lot of that and the how the business works and like how brands uh, need big retailers, but also have their businesses ruined by big retailers and just kind of the ins and outs of the whole thing, which if mm -hmm. you're not, even if you, even if you only have a passing interest in fashion and the business of it, it's a pretty interesting look at like just small business versus big business and economy and like how things actually work. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think that it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's an example of, I'm sure this happens in several industries that we just don't, oh, yeah. are, aren't, aren't part of, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like the auto, like, auto sales industry is i think there's a lot of similarities of how you got to kind of play the game and it's all yeah there's a lot of necessary evils happening that you don't really have an option of wiggling out of you gotta just you gotta stay the course yeah but i i you know i was happy to see all of this go down and you know it gives us something to look at and talk about because from now on we're probably only gonna be talking about tv uh since you know shit is just drop it's just it's we got 10 episodes of the bear i who knows how many episodes of and and just like that we have i mean that that alone i'm gonna go with one you think it's only one yeah i think for the hbo stuff they they don't dump it all at one time oh i didn't they do it they do it weekly i didn't realize that and i i like that old school approach but i also think that there's zero point in doing that disagree i like it i like a little edging i mean for me it's nice because it gives you the anticipation and something to look forward to every week true 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 uh and it's cool that it's happening on a different day of the week and not just hbo sunday where you turn into like a weird anxious freak and you have to get home at 6 p.m don't to talk wash about my don't ass. talk don't talk about all these su succession mouth breathers we're done with that thank <laughs> I'm, god i'm unfortunately talking about me but 
There's many other shows. Well, the, um, well, what we talked about last night, which I think we need to touch on, is that there's, you know, we all talk about the same shows, you know, Succession. Oh my God, it's so fucking crazy. And then, but <laughs> but I think something that has gone that has gone under the radar for too long is Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about last night because Stephen Dorff, the God, is in the new is in the new season as like a surprise. It was a little bit of a surprise. And I just like forgot how good like a silly, funny, like well done show is that. But no one talks about that show. No one seems to care. I I mean, I kind of disagree. I think a lot of people love it and talk about it, but it does not get the same, you know, buzzy media acclaim that that a succession does for sure. Because it's talking, you know, it's it's not, you, you know, the the meme of DiCaprio and. Once upon a lifetime, where he's pointing at the TV. Yes, yes, um, yes. You were like, oh, like, like people watch Succession. They're like, oh my god, that's like me. But like, the Gemstones is about people who don't have HBO um, <laughs> or even know what it is, so you don't have that relatability. Versus like, oh, I know what. No, it's true. It's just, I just, trousers I just think are. it's so fucking funny and like really just well done. And I think that Danny McBride as like a, a a part of the culture is is. I mean, he obviously he he gets. You know, it's peaks and valleys with anyone, any actor. But I just think he's so fucking good. I just think he's so, so good and so, so funny. He's he's a goddamn best, bro. And it's cool that he looks like that still. And I think the biggest accomplishment is making Adam Devine not super annoying. Yeah, he's like amazing in it, actually. (laughs) He's really like, he's really fucking funny in it. I agree. I've never thought about him as being funny or good and i don't i just don't think about him really but he's a monster and he's so good mm-hmm. he hasn't been this good since modern family was he in modern family yeah he, he had a little bit a little bit part i didn't know you were that well versed in the modern family look covid was covid all right get off my okay. fucking back <laughs> <laughs> that's dark dude i wouldn't even i mean you know i'm a dark cat but i don't know if i would even take it that far i know i know i know um I was tr- I was looking at my notes. I was trying to think of some old shit that I didn't talk about of when I was on. Oh yeah, did we talk about byline ever? I think we did. I think we did talk. I don't about- think we did. Okay, by so byline is a is a digital publication. I mean, it's basically a, a well designed blog from mm-hmm. Goots, who we've had on the show and is a friend of ours who did the Drunken Canal with Claire and a, another. Uh, woman i know named megan um who is like a right she writes for vogue and gq or whatever and there was you know they announced it there was a big new york times profile about the whole thing and the revelation that came out was that they weren't going to for the for the beginning because they have they're bootstrapping this operation they aren't paying writers Mm -hmm. and a lot of kind of like dusty like media people were very very upset that they weren't paying writers that is unacceptable <laughs> you have to pay writers no matter what right and it was you know it was like a whole thing like people were really mad and like the writer that did the new york times profile like clearly was kind of you know like coming like mentioned that goots was wearing like gucci shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and it's a little bit like okay that's that's fine that's how the game is played but um so some people want to write something for people who wear gucci shoes i just exactly i I got killed on Twitter because I was like, why are we mad? Like, if it's not like they're saying they're going to pay you and they never do. They're saying up front, we are working towards paying writers. If you would like to submit to this site, then you should. 
and mm-hmm. you know and then a lot of it's all it's elective yeah yeah which is my whole thing i'm like bro they're not putting a gun to your head you fucking nerds and then it came into and then a lot of people kind of um a lot of people kind of came to uh, well not a lot but a, a lot of people i saw came to their defense and were like well you know actually I wrote XYZ and that really helped further my career and I wasn't paid or I was paid $50 or, or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and I think I can probably relate to that to some extent as a person who fell kind of backwards into writing a little bit. It, it's just, I don't know, like, I just, do do we want to pay people to learn? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, and I don't think, I think there's, I think both sides are right. Like, of course you should get paid for work, but if you enter into the agreement, like I'm going to write this thing, you're going to publish this thing. You're going to tweet about it and post about it on Instagram from your platform. I'm going to receive eyeballs for that. If you mm-hmm. find that valuable enough to not do it for money, then isn't that kind of like up to you to decide? And not just eyeballs, but the right eyeballs. Yeah, I just think that yeah, I think that what they've designed and who they're targeting is probably considered to be a relatively influential audience, you know what I mean or whatever, or it's at least your peers, you know what I mean? So it's like you want mm-hmm. them to read this thing. Or or yeah, it's a it's a a plaque that you want on your mantle and you're you'd be willing to forfeit the $75 to have that plaque on your mantle. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I think the other issue is, is that I think that it's, it's, uh, it, it just, it shines a light once again on how little you're paid for this to begin with and how like, Oh wait, fuck. Does this mean that Substack's over? <laughs> like, does this mean, <laughs> like, I think all these people that were like, I know there are thousands of people that will pay $5 a month for my fucking musings on everything and it's it's not edited and I'm a genius. I think they're like, oh, damn, like, are we bringing back the blog where there's more than one voice that people can subscribe to and it's like mm. a, a little more varied? Yeah, and, and in, the, in the world of kind of blog entry writing and cultural opinions and things like that, like... You need you needed an OnlyFans to pay your bills before this ever happened. Like yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the two hundred dollars every month is is not paying your rent in Manhattan or anywhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it reminds me of of you know whenever we have an older person on the podcast and you kind of talk about how you know the the most successful people that everyone has seen growing up are people who do work for free. And that's just that's just kind of what it is, and that's a thing that doesn't happen as much as it used to, because you know everyone should have, you know, workers' rights, and you should be rewarded, and you should be paid for it. But also, a lot of times you gotta you gotta do it for free, and you gotta do it for no yeah. for reason, and and also we make fun of the you know the memes of like yes you know I'll do this for exposure, yeah, but yeah, exposure yeah. don't pay the bills, blah blah blah, but. Sometimes exposure is real. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I th- it makes me think about, you know, I, I have to put on my, my DJ cap, my headphones, but <laughs> you look at somebody like Diplo, like the most successful traveling DJ, rich guy or whatever, like that guy will will walk, walk into any cool party and DJ it for free because he wants the exposure. He wants the experience. He wants to know that he can do it. He wants to know he can impress the cool kids and there's, there's value in that that exceeds yeah, of course. financial gain. I just, that's the thing. I think that like, yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought about it even in regards to when I was younger. I mean, I managed a band and didn't get paid for that until we had a record deal. You know what I mean? Like I did all the work for 
two years because I was like, I believe this is going to work. And that's how that is set up. I didn't get my percentage until there was money to get a yeah. percentage from. Because because the only other option was was nothing. Yeah. It was I mean, that or it was that or nothing. And it absolutely changed my life. Like it's the best decision I ever made, probably. You know? And I don't think anybody that's the thing. I don't think anybody's like like I don't think it's anything to be outraged about. Like I'm just I think that we've when we take personal responsibility away from people and we're like we know that you're choosing to do this for free, but you're wrong for doing that. I just think it's a little insane. <laughs> like, I just don't know. I just don't know what that, like, that just seems crazy to me to, like, put your, basically, like, to project your issues onto someone else and what they want to do. Yeah, especially for a private company and not, like, a public utility. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Where crazy. people can do whatever they want. Yeah, it's just, I'm just like, dude, what are we, okay, like, Police me, BuzzFeed editor. But we need, you know, we all we all need something to be mad about. I understand why people were upset, but you know, like I was saying before, it's if 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 you got into this to get rich, then that, there's your problem right there. No, that's it's, all. It's, I mean, it, this has always sort of been a little bit of a labor of love, and hopefully, a means to something bigger down the road once you get your chops. I just think that, yeah, I just think that I've, I mean, I've had a job since I was 15 years old probably and I'm happy to work and I've worked for free and I've worked for money and it's it's all, I mean, like it all kind of, if you do it right. Without work, he has nothing. Yeah, I'm just like, well, but I also feel like if you do it right, it all does truly contribute to your success and you, it's it's up to you to to know or at least have a, a sounding board of friends and mentor, whatever, to know which decisions to make and which ones will hopefully pay off in the future. Mm -hmm. That's part of life. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't like. Nothing is nothing is guaranteed. You got to take some risk and do some things that you want to do in hopes that it will pay off because you believe in yourself, you know, and you're going to get burnt. You're going to do some work for free. That's going to end yeah. up sucking ass, yeah. but you're also never going to make that mistake again. Yeah, that's the, I mean, there's only one way to learn. I mean, you know, but but this is, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, the website looks cool. There's some cool stuff on it. I, I think it'll, yeah. I am sure it will succeed in some regard because I think that the, the other discussion around it was that like there aren't places for writers to kind of do this kind of thing. Like here's mm -hmm. 500 words on a thing that I think is cool and interesting. Like I want to put it up tomorrow. You know, th that doesn't exist anymore yeah. because, you know, it's basically like Gawker is gone. Those kind of websites, the all they're they're gone or they've been gone for a long time. So I do think that the the need is there. Like I think it's filling a void for sure. Yeah, the need's there. It's just it hasn't been profitable or you have it hasn't been a, a, a feasible business model or we haven't found a way to do it yet. But that doesn't mean we should stop trying yeah well i'm sure that peter teal is going to swoop in and cut a check you know so it's it's fine if he hasn't already yeah i mean who knows but i mean i would look i would rather if i'm a vc guy i'd rather give these two you know a million bucks to pay some writers than i would to invest in the new you know the new sustainable sneaker or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like i i, I it's like it's I, obviously media investment is a is a riskier thing at this stage but i feel like Everything else is just so over fucking blown that it's as it's been as the media sphere has been decimated a little bit in the last year. It's just going to come back. It's just going to be a little bit different than it was. Yeah, we don't we don't need another Ollie Pop. Let's <laughs> let's invest in some Gonzo yeah. journalism. Exactly, exactly. I want to. Yeah, exactly. I want to read some bad poetry for a chick that lives with three roommates next to dimes. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't want any of this other shit. I don't need any more sodas with prebiotics in them. <laughs> yeah i want to hear about how 
quarantine actually changed your life for the better. <laughs> actually, I used it as a time to reflect. And I think it honestly, like people died. Okay. But I think I came out better. I recognize my privilege of not dying. <laughs> I recognize my privilege of being alive. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm dying that I'm missing the cure. I'm seeing more and more. Apparently they're playing for three and a half hours and all the best songs are in the second encore. How twisted is that? Bro, I mean, I don't know how, how Bobby does it, his old ass, um, but I'll, also how the crowd does it, standing up for three and a half hours? I can't do I mean, I I literally can't do it. Like, I don't know what I would do. Even knowing- There's a lot of all bl triple black hookahs in the crowd, right? <laughs> Dude, the, the most- <laughs> Show me, show me, show me how you stand so long. Show me, show me, show me how your sciatic is not acting up. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think that, I think that the all, the triple black big stack hokas at the Cure show, mm -hmm. I mean, there might be some, there's definitely some guys trying to squeeze into their boots, you know what I'm saying? And, or maybe they're just the classic black Converse all-star, mm -hmm. but the smart ones that have been successful, they might have a little eyeliner on, but the triple black hokas on the feet, no question. Oh, for sure. That's so funny. We've all normalized it. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even it, when I went to Depeche Mode, I thought it was going to be more like that, but Depeche Mode crowd was like true goth. Like they're like locked in. They're wearing shoes from Hot Topic. No, they're wearing shoes from, from the Victorian era. Well, also that. Yeah, they're actually... <laughs> They're actually wearing shoes that that make their foot smaller because it's kind of like a bind. It's a binding agent as well. It's some mm -hmm. kinky shit. I'm not into that. I'm not into foot stuff. I'm on my little concubine shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm on my concubine. Um. Anyway, Jason, it's been great to podcast with you today. And um. Oh yeah, guys. If if you um want tickets to our show in Toronto at the Great Hall on July 28th, those are available now. Go cop up. August 4th uh, in London is sold out. August 5th, uh, those are still on sale. We'll be announcing guests for London soon. And Copenhagen, August 8th with Palms. Uh, we're figuring that out now and uh, more details to come. And if you're in, if you're down under, uh, October 21st, 86 Festival, How Long Gone Live in beautiful Melbourne. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's probably a few tickets left for that, but those were actually going quite fast because they know... Um, how far we're coming to roast their polite society. And how much they love comedy. They, we just love to laugh. I don't know. Comedy. That's it. How long gone? Uh, we will see you uh, next week with, with more podcasts. Uh, and uh, that's all we got. That's all we got. Yeah, next episode we might have a guest on it. We'll see. Who knows? But it's been, it's been fun talking with you guys. We hope you guys have a blessed weekend. Later. Later. Later.